Well, hi there. This is Kevin Anderson, the host of the Bleak and Review podcast. You might be thinking, what the heck is this dang thing in my feed? This isn't a Bleak and Review quarantine quickie featuring one guest, one sketch, and a rambling intro. This has a whole different title. Well, if you're subscribed on Patreon, you probably already know what this is. But if you're not, you should be, because this is the first episode of a new show that's going to be dropping every Tuesday, probably, unless I decide to do Monday or Wednesday on the Bleak and Review Patreon at patreon.com slash bleak and review. This show is called One and a Half Men, and it is hosted by me, Kevin Anderson, and friend of the show, this show, Hollis Black, who's been on Bleak and Review a bunch under a different name, and you'll find out more about that in this episode. But just so you know, in case you want to uh, get the good stuff before you get into the conversation stuff, this is going to be a show where uh, Hollis and I review an insane thing every week, whether it's some crazy movie that no one's ever seen before and no one knows how it exists, some insane food item, a weird YouTube rabbit hole, crazy music that either one of us has never heard or maybe both of us have never heard. And I say maybe both of us have never heard because we're opening it up to a lot of audience feedback. What's that weird thing you like to show people when you wanna go, hey, this will blow your mind for whatever reason. That's the thing we're looking for. So if you want to partake in future episodes of this show after this introduction episode where we kind of break down why we're doing the show, why Hollis is living on my couch, go on over to patreon.com slash bleak and review just five bucks a month and you'll be able to get every episode of this show as we go forward and uh you know submit comments on the patreon episodes for things we can do in the future you can also hit me up on social media if you want to do it that way but i want to make it an interactive weird experience where we're all talking about the crazy things that make up this old thing we call life this intro sucks um, but i think you get the idea so this is an introductory episode with me and hollis kind of talking about what the show's gonna be, how we got here, and where we're going. And it's kind of fun. It's very fun. Why am I underselling my own content? That's stupid. Also, we will have a legitimate theme song by next week's official uh, second episode. We will have Hollis's writing and recording a theme song. So in the meantime, enjoy this temporary theme song I made out of public domain polka music. This is One and a Half Men. Enjoy. One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. This is the temporary theme song. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. He thrust his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. He thrust his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. I legitimately have to do that at the beginning of like every workday now. I thought we were just going to keep doing that back and forth. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> no, wait, you do that at work? This is a cold open. It's fine. We'll leave it in. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I work at a call center, so the whole day is like I have to sound good on a phone. Right, and you say, and you have to say lot of the same words over and over which once you start saying the same words over and over they start losing inherent meaning oh yeah and you start just being like what am i saying and then it just fumbles out and fucks up yeah yeah the weirdest one is uh because i i, I talk to people about like taxes mm. uh and so part of my script is i have to say uh we're a private firm we help people deal with federal and state tax debts i've heard that line um <laughs> but every now and then i almost say uh 
tax sex. <laughs> like, every now and then the word sex will almost creep its way in, and I don't know why. We help people fuck employees of H&R Block here. That's what we do. <laughs> we get uh, IRS all up in them guts. It's great. And that's, and, and that's what this company does. <laughs> that's what this company does here, of course, on this, the inaugural episode of One and a Half Men, a new podcast for you. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Anderson. And I'm Hollis Black. <laughs> I just <laughs> And I hate this, you sounded like. <laughs> I just wanted to watch you spin your wheels for a minute. It was real fascinating to watch it's, you realize you had started an intro. I, you start an intro and you don't know where it ends sometimes and you just keep going. <laughs> and this, as we were talking about off mic, is the first time I've recorded a podcast with somebody that's not over the internet since March. That's true, yeah. Which, like, that's gotta be nice. Like, there's an in-person chemistry. Like, my facial reactions are in real time, but also, if you say the wrong thing... Might hit you. Right. And and I would love that because I'm a sub. But <laughs> uh, we should talk about what the show is. We should talk about what the show is. I'm Gavin Harris. You know me. I'm the host of Bleak and Review. If you're listening to this, you're subscribed to the Bleak and Review feed because I'm putting this one out for free in the Bleak and Review feed. I'm putting it out for free in the Bleak and Review feed, Hollis. <laughs> You, you are witnessing me figuring out how to have a conversation. What happens in the feed is mostly for free. <laughs> what happens in the feed is done mostly for free. There's a free episode in the feed today. A freed episode every day. That's not true. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, that's not a promise I'm willing to keep. Uh, but this, uh, this is uh, the debut of One and a Half Men, a show... Yeah. Featuring me, Kevin Anderson, and you, Hollis Black. Yes, that is, that is true. That is the thing. And I was almost, and this is just to get this out of the way early, I was like, what if Hollis introduces himself as, I'm Brian Cox, and ruins everything <laughs> immediately. Because, <laughs> you know, I've, we've been, uh, well, we should talk about what's happening here. Sure. I'm getting very excited about talking to somebody in person on a podcast. Totally. Uh, you recently became a, a house guest of mine. That is true, yes. Uh, and so we decided, of course, since you're living here, we have to make content. Yeah, 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 that's how that goes. And what was the circumstances leading you to become a house guest of mine? Uh, it, what some might call a hell year. Um, <laughs> uh, in fact, the running gag amongst my friends is that I've been having my own 2020 inside of a 2020. It's a classic Russian nesting year situation. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so it all started a couple months ago. Um, I, I was working in a welding shop and I'd been working there for 10 years and, uh, I hated the job, but it was also kind of nice cause I knew a skill and also I could use it to like one pick up, up chicks. People. Oh, <laughs> they say pick up chicks. <laughs> I don't, th I don't think my girlfriend at the time would have appreciated that. Ah, well, what does she know? <laughs> no, but you like to use it. I, I think I've heard you talk about this before. You like to use it to be like, oh, no, I have like a tough guy job. Yeah, totally. Because like, it, it would be so common for people to like talk down at me. Because like, ah, yeah, you're some artsy fuck in like skin tight pants. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, what do you do? You're a graphic designer. I fuse molten metal for a living. <laughs> so you want to you want to keep going with this one? It's like um, I actually sell artisanal sand in mason jars. <laughs> it's like oh cool, I can definitely alpha on you right now with yeah. my welding gig. Yeah, like I don't know about you, but like you ever like really need to make it a point to drink lots of coffee in the morning because if you're not paying attention, 
um, you catch fire. <laughs> no, 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 that's a me problem, isn't it, bud? That when, sounds like a me problem. When I was listen, when I was working at Hulu, a very similar thing happened. <laughs> One time, well, before I answered an angry call from a person whose hula wasn't working, um, I didn't have enough coffee and I, uh, I uh, 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 got sleepy. Ah. <laughs> and I wanted to nap at my desk, but I couldn't. So I get it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so you were working there. That was a job so you had for a while, too. Yeah, yeah. But then um, then the receptionist quit. And suddenly I had to juggle secretarial work with, like, being a repairman. Oh, classic capitalism move. Just oh, make someone do every job. Yes, and I couldn't handle it. But also, I wasn't really getting paid for it. Um, <laughs> I was getting paid, like what the boss could afford under the table here and there, but not full paychecks. Like I kept a spreadsheet and by the time I finally quit, I still was owed like $5,000 or so. Oof. And this boss, uh, it was my dad. Oh, sure. It was, <laughs> sure was my dad. That's yeah. That's why I like the way you framed it as like, Oh my boss. And I'm like, I know it's your father. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. Uh, yeah, no, that sucks. Cause you were being exploited, uh, because of, uh, because of familial ties, it seems. Oh yeah, like. yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of familial guilt, which is a, the main reason that I stayed so long. Because there's sure. this thing of like, well, well, my fucking dad end up being homeless, like right. Uh, so yeah, then I I quit that job, and this was already mid pandemic, but I kind of just hit this place of like, look, I can't survive like this. I'm already afraid of the pandemic. I'm already not getting paid, and then there's this stress of. I have to keep the whole fucking company up together. Yeah. While you sit in your office and fucking watch Netflix, I can't. I can't do that. You sound like you sound like like the 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 head of the CDC is like like <laughs> like that vibe is them trying to keep society together while Trump fucking fingers his asshole and watches My Little Pony or whatever the fuck he does and Probably like that. just lets everything fall to shit while you're like, why am I trying so hard to save this thing that is going to crash and burn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I quit, and um, then shortly after... Things went well? Uh, <laughs> about two weeks later, um, so I was dating this gal um, for three and a half years, and we broke up. That happens. And I was living with her, so suddenly I had to figure out a place to stay. So I moved to Santa Monica to live with uh, my buddy Alex... Uh, I, I lived in like a Harry Potter closet. Uh, it was literally under stairs too. It was the most literal Harry Potter closet. You were the uh, non-binary person under the stairs. Yes. The non-binary who lived. Well, yeah. See, and that, that's been like kind of the joke too was because shortly after, you know, doing all this, it was like, well, fuck it. It's a fresh start. I'm in, I'm no longer in a relationship. I don't live in the same place. I don't have a job anymore. At least I get to fucking figure out who I am. And yeah. so I... I, I came out on Facebook, you know, as non-binary and uh, told people I'd like to be called Hollis from now on. As, and as p- and listeners it, might, just to clarify here, uh, they probably recognize your voice already. But yeah, you probably knew me as Brian yeah, Cox. Yeah, Brian Cox I used is to do the, the year-end the, episodes. The former name. Yeah, you've been on, you were Chad Dogthrob once. Yes. You've been on the true. show for years. You've been on the true. show since the living room days. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Brian is a staple of the show, obviously. Well... Brian is no more. Brian's never been. Brian doesn't exist. So I'm going to scrub all of those episodes. <laughs> Hollis has been a staple of the show for a long time, and this is the first time we've recorded together since all of this happened. So now people have more context for what I'm talking. Yeah, totally. About. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, so I, I still think it's very funny that, like, I was living in that that closet at the time. Like, I literally had to move into a closet to come out of a closet. <laughs> That's poetic as fuck. And, and more, it was a Harry Potter closet. <laughs> but I came out as trans, JK. <laughs> the, the parallels between JK's ascension to being King Turf and you, yeah. <laughs> you moving into an actual closet in a rich white part of town. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was like the most frustrating part about living in Santa Monica, too, was like it was like very waspy. Yeah. And so, like, when I walk around like North Hollywood and Canoga Park, I don't like seeing the people not wearing the mask, but I at least understand them. Yeah. Because it's just like, got it. You're poor and you're angry and you think the government wants to control you. Right. But when I see, like, the rich waspy types doing it, it's just like, you just don't give a shit about human life. <laughs> yeah, you think that you're above this and you're probably going to never die because you have enough money. <laughs> yeah, you weren't just misinformed, you just don't have a sense of empathy. Yeah, or, or it's, yeah, it's, it's a misinformed sense of empathy or, like, a thing of, like, like... Honestly, it's just like, I have healthcare. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Like, totally. like I, can't, I won't be inconvenienced because, you know, I got a PPO with my fucking 401k. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, just I'm, all that I'm shit. young and I'm in good health, so who cares? Look at these tits. Could I get sick? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were living in Santa Monica for a while. And it's important to point out that uh, I, I wanted to go back to what you said briefly earlier, which is like finding out who you are when all your life goes a shit. It's kind of a phoenix burning into ashes and rising again thing because these totally. are things that like sometimes you need to like i had a you know with a, to a lesser extent and listeners of the show know this i had a big life-changing 2019 where i got out of a three and a half year relationship and i mm -hmm. lost a job and i had to move and all this stuff but there was no pandemic and my dad's been dead so it's not, <laughs> not quite the same but it's a sure. thing of like when you lose everything that was your normal you figure out what your next normal is going to be. And I think yeah, that's where yeah. you're at. Yeah, you got to just build from the nothing because what else can you do? Well, and that's like... Drugs. That's true. <laughs> that's an option. Um, well, and that's like one thing I've really found too because like... I, I've kind of like joked about to friends that like if I got a time machine mm. and I went back to 2015 and I told a younger me about like what the times are like right now, like both on a personal and a national level. Like, sure. Yeah. I lost the job, lost the home. Um, I thought I was going to marry someone and then that fell through. Uh, and also there's a pandemic right. and fascism is on the rise. Like 2015 me's response would have been to go, got it. So you are a ghost. Then. <laughs> like I'm speaking to a ghost because I must have killed myself. <laughs> it's a classic chicken and egg situation is, did I kill myself because this ghost visited me or is this ghost <laughs> visiting me because I killed myself? Right? <laughs> exactly. But you know, totally. I mean, I think a lot of people have that on the, the macro level right now. Like, you know, yeah. but for you it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. And so like, yeah, I, like, I'm really not kidding when I say that, but, like, I think if I told a younger me about that, the assumption would be that they were being haunted, that, like... Right. Because how could I not kill myself after all those things happen? And it's been really refreshing to learn that it turns out that in the face of fascism, my instinct is not to crumble or to want to die. Absolutely. I want to fight more than I've ever wanted to fight. It turns out when I lose everything, it hurts and it's scary... But it turns out if I don't let myself wallow, I'm pretty fucking good at healing. Absolutely. Because wallowing and, like, it's fine to mourn. 
Just don't wallow. There's such a big difference. Yeah, wallow it. Mourning is a, a process that needs to happen so you can, you know, come to terms with a thing, a big yeah. life change in your, like a life event that changes you. Um, wallowing is what I do a lot uh, <laughs> over the most minuscule shit that if I brought it up oh, right sure. now would make your problems uh, seem like... Or my, it would, in comparison, would be terrible to say, like, <laughs> a girl didn't text me back fast enough. Like, that kind of shit. But my inclination, and I've been fighting this with the help of therapy and stuff, is to just go, well, if I sit around and feel bad about myself, there is some... Uh, there is some artistic, like, kind of totally. merit to that. Like, I'm kind of like... It feels it feels poetic, and I feel like I'm Jack Kerouac, or to a yeah. grosser extent, Charles Bukowski. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, I totally get and that. You, and you want to like embody that because, but really, what that is is it's just a defense mechanism to stop you from actually addressing what's going on. Yes, a hundred percent. It reminds me of um, on on one of the episodes of the Cracked podcast, they were talking about that about like weird gender things that happen in movies, and one of the weird ones is. Um, that after a breakup, you know, we see the girl listening to sad music in her car and sobbing and right. sitting alone in front of her TV watching rom-coms and crying Eating over her pizza or ice cream yeah. or something. Netflix and pizza. Yeah, yeah. And that's always the thing. But, like, that's not what most women do when they're mourning. That's what dude writers do. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's uh, that. I mean, you got to write what you know. And yeah. When you don't know how to write women, why don't you just put your terrible characteristics upon them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin McDonough. Uh, <laughs> that's a deep cut for almost nobody. He's getting better though. He's figuring out how to write women. But yeah, it's totally true. And and like yeah, like sad. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what my tropes are when I'm doing that. Like absolutely like listening to sad boy music for sure. Oh, big time. Like that's when I bust out like the alt country, like slow songs that are all mournful and about cancer and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> or mean, regress to, you know, high school shit that you listen to when you were a sad 16 year old. Oh, for sure. Because like, I mean, the star of the breakup was um, a lot of mountain goats. Sure. Um, the song Nothing Feels Good by The Promise Ring on repeat. Okay. And a lot of Jawbreaker. For me, it's like it oscillates between uh, really uh, energetic '90s uh, uh, post grunge, like Third Eye Blind and shit. Sure. Where I'm like, I'm gonna listen to, I'm gonna listen to Deep Inside of You, or How's It Gonna Be? Because I am. That is the disconnect. We have a very similar energy, but when uh, when there was a in our lives, there was we talked about this yesterday. I think there was a, <laughs> yeah. a branching off of. Uh, do I like Blink-182 or AFI? Mm -hmm. yeah. Hollis went AFI. I yep. went Blink-182. So that's kind of the vibe of the hosts you're going to get on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you're confused, just remember that piece of information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so you were living in Santa Monica. Uh, and then uh, through some minor, uh, like, I don't know, I mentioned that, like, hey, if you ever need a place to stay you know, feel free. And it's actually been really great having here, but then you moved out here and now you're being assimilated into, uh, my, my insane, uh, compound that we're living in here. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you fucking weren't kidding about these kids, huh? <laughs> yeah. Listeners of Bleak will know from mostly the intros, uh, some of the stories about the, uh, crazy neighbors that I have in this tiny little building in North Hollywood. And it's just great to have an outside perspective on, on what's happening. Cause Hollis is probably one of three comedian friends of mine that I've seen in person since quarantine started. The rest of it has just been the psychos in this building. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I've been indoctrinated into a weird commune, yeah. I would call this. Like, the, yeah, like, 
With the exception of like one neighbor who's like just some old guy who I occasionally see lurking about. Yeah, there's some there's some lurk there's a, there's a lurky apartment filled with a rotating cast of septuagenarians that I can't quite place who lives there and who doesn't. Yeah, every now and then I can't see them, but then like literally every other apartment is just full of like kids in their twenties and they just all hang out. Yeah, actors, musicians. Uh, one, two comedians now, and then whatever Richard does, but <laughs> people who make soup, um, and and yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's been an interesting ride of just like like oh boy, this is just my new again. It's a new normal thing. It's the because I can't go to the bars I would go to. A, I'm saving so much money, but I'm also just like hanging out with 23-year-olds that are questioning their sexuality and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, totally. Which made you a perfect puzzle piece to fit in here. Mm-hmm. You you come in as daddy queer and yeah. <laughs> help him out. <laughs> well, I guess I guess daddy is a gendered term, so I apologize for that. The, the parent queer, I guess. Yes, yeah, so the 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 elder queer. Ooh, should we change the name of the show to Kevin and the Elder Queer? <laughs> I'm not against it. Te- text one for yes and two for maybe. Um, <laughs> Uh, fuck, I was going to say something, and then Elder Queer got me very excited. Oh, I was going to just let the listeners know that um, I am going to unintentionally botch Hollis's pronouns on this show, and we will probably address it immediately, but it is a thing that you were telling me that because it's a new thing for you, you occasionally do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, More than once, I have accidentally introduced myself to introduce myself as Brian. Right. Uh, still sometimes when I tell stories about me in the past, when I get to a part in the story where I'm quoting someone else. Right. And, like, say my and name. then they said, well, Brian. Yeah. yeah. And I never know if I should just do a revisionist history and say that they said Hollis or if I should say yeah. what they actually said. It's, how much of a purist are you? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you, are you Hemingway or are you Fitzgerald in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like, yeah, likewise, like I'm still used to like, a lot of male pronouns because that's the thing is like I tell people I prefer they them but that's just because I don't want everyone to be like okay so change my behavior zero yes ex- absolutely and like, like I don't have to do anything at all great sounds perfect for me a straight white man exactly <laughs> so it's like but like I'm really fine with any pronoun like you can't fuck up I'm right. easy like Sunday morning I just always say bitch because bitch is like just derogatory towards like one group but you're not that so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> Is that how is that how it works? I'm learning. I'm on PragerU trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's it's been an interesting ride. We've how you've been here what like a week and a half, two weeks now, maybe. Uh, yeah, time has weeks. no meaning. Time has no meaning in quarantine for I, sure. I think I've been here for two weeks now. Yeah, and you got uh, and the the really convenient thing about you being here is that as we mentioned in the cold open, uh, your new job is right down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a 10-minute scooter ride away. Beautiful. And what is it that you do again? Something about banging tax people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I fuck people who have IRS debt. <laughs> so you get them in more debt. You just fuck them. <laughs> no, like like physically, I have sex with them. Well, then you also Every charge... Every morning, me and all my coworkers, we come into the office, we spit into each other's mouth. It's a sales thing, I'm told. <laughs> and then we just like raw dog some strangers. Mouth spitting is for closers. <laughs> <laughs> um no i um i work for a firm that helps people who like have either state or federal tax debts right um and it's weird because it's like it's kind of like telemarketing except we only call people that have at some point reached out to us first right and 
we are providing like an actual like legal service. You don't feel as gross about it yeah, <laughs> as, yeah, as you totally. could if it was just blank. Like I'm just in your like it's basically unsolicited DMs. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, no, it's a lot of just like, hey, can we help you with your debts? And then they like start crying and tell me their life story, and I'm like, oh man. Big mood, I feel ya. You actually posted something about that today that I wanted a little more context on. Uh, that was c- c- only like only like thirty percent a joke. Okay, so can you tell that story so people can get an idea of what the difference between you being a big bad welder to what you do now? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> don't mind me. I'm just gonna grab a whiskey. Sure, <laughs> sure. So I this I, I called this customer and you know told her what we do and then. She immediately breaks down and starts telling me about how her life has just fallen apart. You know, she got divorced. She um, she's technically homeless now. Mm-hmm. Um, her older brother basically like swindled her out of all her money, and she's trying to sue him. Oof. Yeah, and just it's a real knives out situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's lost her car, and then in an attempt to relate, I. I just had to be like, yeah, honestly, uh, I'm in a pretty similar place. And I, in a less silly way, told you all the stuff I told you earlier about how, like, yeah, like, I... You, you know, broke I down just, the, the bullet points of your... I had a job for 10 years and I lost it. I thought I was going to marry someone and now I'm single and I live on a friend's couch. Like, you're not alone. And also, you don't have to feel bad about venting to me about that. We're totally. humans. Like, we need to do that sometimes. And, like, my manager just kind of shot me this look. Yeah. And I realized, oh, yeah, this is a work call. This is uh, <laughs> how I'm handling that. You got all caught up in your feels and you're just like, oh, my God, I fucking love this person now. We're soul people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like a thing of, like, by doing that, like, I I got an appointment to make the sale because of it. Because, like, yeah, you have to, like, fucking be a human with them. Uh, for, at a certain point, there's two things I want to point out about that, which I love. One, I wonder, I wonder if your manager thinks that you are the most dynamite salesperson ever, where you just lied about all this shit to, like, get a sale. <laughs> like, oh, my God, have you seen Hollis? Hollis was in there just, like, fucking riffing, like, oh, banging on all cylinders. Like, yeah, this whole story about how they lost their job and they, and they, they, got, they got heartbroken and, like, all this, they're, they're homeless now. Like, I've never seen somebody work somebody emotionally this well. Like, like taking, <laughs> taking the wrong shit away from it, totally. <laughs> That's one thing, I think. And then the other thing I'm curious about is how did the other person on the other end of the phone respond? Were they, did they go, like, like oh, well, that's good to hear? Or were they kind of like, all right, but what are you after? No, they were they were cool with it. Because, yeah. like, I, I explained the situation and I went on to say, so, like, look, the way I see it, we got... We have two options because I had to like go back into like sales mode. Right. Uh, and so part of sales is you give people two options and don't tell them about the third option, which is say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the implicit no. Yeah. And so the two options were, um, you know, you can talk to like our specialist here and they'll look at your case and, you know, the worst case scenario is they say, yeah, we can't help. Right. And that's it. Nothing's changed. The best case is, no, we can help you deal with this. Or, you know, you sound pretty overwhelmed right now. Want me to call you back in like a week. Which is so great because there's nothing a person that is overwhelmed with anxiety and depression uh, hates more. And I'm not being, it sounds like I'm setting this up to be a punchline. It's not. This is genuine. Is that I'm making an immediate decision. Oh, totally. When you're in that headspace. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I remember, uh, like, when I first moved in in Santa Monica, um, it, it was on the 4th of July, and then... It must have been the 4th of July. Yeah. 
Uh, I was doing a Chicago reference. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, I'm the wrong person to make a musical reference at. Uh, I won't try, get hey, it. Let me try. Let me try to do a goat fucker. What, what do you listen to again? Goat fucker? Is yeah, that... probably. <laughs> probably. They probably. I, they were in the DIY scene. Uh, but you were in Santa Monica. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was the Fourth of July, and then Alex was like, "All right, today you're making your resume, and we're gonna get you on Indeed." And I was like. I just moved here like, a, like two days ago. Do I have to make this now? Yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, it's like it's the Fourth of July. So what? Who cares? We both hate America. I can't make a resume on Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Just, no, I get it, but it's so funny. It's just like I don't know. It's a holiday, and I just had a really tough time. Can I like? Can I get like the one day? Can I have the holiday off from like trying to fix my life? I actually I can't today. I have a lot of stuff going on in my closet today, so I can't make a resume. Yeah, but it was like pulling teeth, and I remember like being pissed at him all day about it. Even oh, sure. Like, yeah, no, that's absolutely what I needed was for someone to yell at me and go like, "No, fix your life." <laughs> I mean, even to a lesser extent, with uh, me, uh, you know, us trying to schedule recording this first episode, I felt like we were like talking about it, like, "Hey, that'd be cool to do," and then when I was like. Do you want to do it like tonight? And I saw a little bit of, oh, that's today. <laughs> tonight oh, no. is today. Oh shit! Oh. And I get that. I'm the same way, 100. Uh, percent Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't like I don't like being bombarded with structure. Oh totally. I mean, for for anyone who's like heard me on previous episodes of Bleak, what you don't know is that Kevin had been trying to like talk me into being on the show a month in advance because <laughs> like I get so nervous about being on podcasts and shit like this well, and like. I'm kind of just forcing myself to go, fuck it, I guess I'm on a weekly show, yeah. even though I don't know what the what my plan is, because I overplan everything. Yeah, I'm, you, you were I'm like... terrified of the world. That's why, I, that's why I was like, before we started recording, I was like, I took a little Adderall, I'll guide this, don't worry, you don't have to overanalyze this. <laughs> I will be tripping over my words and stuttering a lot because of the Adderall, but I will keep us on a track. Not one track, but I'll keep us on a track. Sure. Speaking of keeping us on a track, we should probably talk about what this show's gonna be, because this is the intro episode. Yeah, totally. This is the free one, everyone's hearing this. Future episodes will be on the Patreon at patreon.com slash bleak and review five dollars a month gets you access to bonus episodes of bleak and review and future episodes of this show hey look at that hey. look at that that's that's the that's the host in me <laughs> uh, you y'all were hearing the friend in me before now it's the host and it's going to be really robotic and rigid um, uh, the idea of this show is i think something that you and i both enjoy and a big part of why we get along so well is insanity and excess yes crazy bullshit yes nonsense Oh, big time. Stuff in frivolity. <laughs> Just Say to... one more. Uh, ooh, uh, line, line, <laughs> Hollis. No, no, no. You started this, you end this. Uh. No but. Uh, 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 chaos? Sure. Chaos reigns. So the idea is, we were talking about this because you've been trying to get me, the, I think where I initially kind of thought of the premise is you've been trying to get me to play a video game called Doki Doki Literature Club yeah, for a while. Yeah, this was back when, um, so I, I briefly had a podcast, and then we never even put any of the episodes out because my co-hosts... Uh, Sounds did, like a podcast. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they got too busy with their life, and so we just kind of stopped. Um, but I, 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 for a brief time, was running this podcast called Spooky Words No Spaces, which was making fun of how like internet horror things have weird cryptic long names because they don't use spaces. Right. Like, in Marble Hornets, there was To the Yark, and there's Everyman Hybrid. There's a fucking lot of them. Anyway. We feed. 
uh-huh. some of that we feed energy the, from that text that I asked you to send me once for a bunny hairs article. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> sure. Um, so, so spooky, what spooky words? Yeah, spooky words in their spaces was the name of it. And basically the concept was uh, we would consume some sort of piece of internet-based horror and then partway through the episode we would get to the part where now that we've both talked about it, we get to the part where I blow Alex's mind or bore him greatly because I will have done an insane amount of research and found all the secret things. Sure, sure. Uh, But we thought it would be fun to have you on as a guest to cover Doki Doki Literature Club because... I think it would just be very fun to watch you react to the insanity of that game. Yeah, and I'm somebody who is, and I don't know anything about this game, and actually probably episode two of this podcast will be me playing that game. I'm thinking that's what we lead off with. Sure. uh, I don't, I can't even handle horror games at all. I tried to play, uh, what was the fucking, it was a Steam game, Um, they made a... Amnesia? The, oh, the, Amnesia, the Dark Descent. If you look at my Steam history, I have played it for two minutes. <laughs> That's how quick it took me to go, nope, and just never, I can't handle it. So, Hell yeah. The, this, this one will be a good one for you. No, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited because it, it's crazy. It'll start off in a place where like you'll be fine right? until you're not. Right. And that's kind of how my days go. Yeah. So it's, it's just an extension of my uh, Monday through Friday work days is I start off in a place where I'm fine, but eventually I'm not. Yes. <laughs> and um, so that game and the, the idea of me playing that on this non-existent podcast is kind of where the idea of this show stem, but it's not going to strictly be horror based, although no. we will cover horror stuff for sure, whether it's movies or whatever. The idea is that one of us or both of us cover uh, an insane piece of media or some kind of something that we can experience that is in excess, whether it's insane food or a crazy fan fiction mm-hmm. or a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it could be something that's like insanely bad and hard to watch right. or something that's insanely weird a la yes. Holy Mountain and El Topo. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, like how, Or a, a you know, to borrow a title of another podcast, a how did this get made situation. Sure. Uh, and we're actually uh, the and so we're going to be breaking down one topic like that per week. Um, I don't know what day we're going to be releasing it on, but you'll fucking find out. Uh, <laughs> you're the one listening. Um, <laughs> and and we actually are. Uh, and I posted this on the Patreon for Bleak and Review again, Patreon.com/slash Bleak and Review. But uh, I think that we are, and I think you're in agreement with me on this. We barely talked about it before recording, but I am. We are very open to. Listeners sending in suggestions for crazy shit for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Send us the crazy shit. As long as it's easy to obtain in quarantine or like it's somewhere we can like I'm not I'm not above renting a movie on Amazon, you know, I can drop five bucks for this podcast. It's Patreon, it's and fine. If it's weird obscure media, I'm usually pretty good at finding things down rabbit holes because I spent too long being into ARGs. Yeah, that's kind of our dynamic also <laughs> in the podcast is I'm the money man and Hollis is the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so literally, hit me up on Twitter, comment on the Patreon, hit me up on Instagram, whatever it is, or hit up Hollis, uh, and we'll get to plugs yeah. in a second, but let us know what crazy thing that you want people to know about because it just blows your mind for whatever reason, and we will do our damnedest to absorb that and talk about it for upwards of one hour a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a pretty good introduction episode. I don't know what else we could talk about. Is there anything that you wanted to get out in the intro? No. Okay, big no <laughs> from Hollis. Almost called you Brian, which would have been a good bit. Because I would have been like, yes, I would have been no-butting you, but with like, hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So that's the idea. Uh, if you're interested in hitting us up about it, you can find me on all these social medias at KB Anderson Yo uh, or at uh, patreon.com slash bleak and review. Again, only five bucks a month. You'll be able to get all future episodes of this show and contribute. And you know, I'll probably be prioritizing Patreon members' uh, suggestions. So if you want to hear your thing quicker, Give me $5 once and then cancel. I don't care. <laughs> but like, uh, at KB Anderson, yo, for me. And Hollis, where can people find you on the uh, On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at CryingBox, but that probably won't last for too long because right. that is a spoonerism of my dead name. Yes. Back when I was Brian Cox, the crying box. It's like, it's you know what you just made me think of? Huh. I, I moved a bunch last year and I know how frustrating it is to update my address on everything. Imagine oh having to do the name. Oh, boy. Oh, I have learned. <laughs> Learned, friend. <laughs> it's a lot. I think we discussed possibly who might be ballas hack in the f- future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To do the same thing instead of right. crying box. Ballas but hack. as for now, as of now, because it's coming out this week sometime, people can find you at crying box. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll let y'all know whenever that updates. Yeah, well, you check the episode description of this, and I'll have it there. It's fine. Uh, it's and gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Stop yelling at us. Jesus. Are you fans always like this? Hollis, they're so fucking rude. Wow. They're so rude. You understand why it's a one-way relationship with us. Because like, as soon as I give them any inches of, of leg room, any inches of leg room, as soon <laughs> that, as they go from a... Shh, shh, don't, we're moving past it. It was a seamless metaphor. <laughs> as soon as I upgrade them from economy to first class, then they start getting all needy and spiteful. And this is just me trying to figure out how to end the episode. What do you think? Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis? I mean, like, probably not. That's kind of already a thing. But also, I got nothing, so, yes. You heard it here first, folks. We've got nothing. But yes, subscribe to the Patreon. This has been the introduction, inaugural episode of One and a Half Men, with me, Kevin Anderson. And me, Hollis Black. And stay tuned for more uh, crazy shit, and let us know your things, and have a great week, and be good to each other, and fuck 12, and ACAB, and Slasher Cops tires. Hell yeah. Bye! Bye! One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. One and a half men, one and a half men, temporary theme song. This is the temporary theme song.